Welcome to To Gross to Read, a podcast where we discuss, sometimes calmly, sometimes not, the most popular topics troubling or entertaining the readers of t- the 21st century. The book community on TikTok has grown and expanded so much that now on the social media app, the hashtag BookTok has over 7.5 billion views. With fame comes followers and opinions, which the BookTok community has plenty of. Us, your co-hosts, Lily Hope and Olivia Grace, dive into a new book-related topic each episode. Let us know your thoughts on our podcast episodes on our podcast TikTok, at Two Girls Who Read Podcast, where you can also find exclusive behind-the-scenes clips from our unreleased episodes. Also, if you're feeling really nice, check out our individual TikToks at the book readers and at it's Olivia Grace underscore. Now, with all that said, let's get right into today's topic, discussing the sh- new Shadow and Bone show. Netflix Shadow and Bone. Woo-hoo. Okay. This is very... I don't know. How are we going about it? I think we just kind of go through the episodes and be like our favorite moments and stuff. Yeah. And just like our general thoughts on it, because... I think that this show, like, I think it was just so well done and so good, and it's really taking over the internet right now. Like, yeah. and not even just book talk, which is something I was really afraid of, that it was just going to be something that, like, you know, the book readers loved, but it didn't, like, reach the normal part of the world, yeah. which I'm so glad it did, because literally, so, like, my, like, a whole, like, my dad, he's, like, so obsessed with the Grishaverse now, like, <laughs> he's, like, obsessed with it, and then... so fascinating, though, because he's, he's not going to read the books, but <laughs> no, he loves the Grishaverse, and so it's, like, so weird. I can't tell well, if it was I so like funny. It like, if having we ha- readers <laughs> like it. I know we had this conversation today where I was basically like so now do you like understand like what I like why I read because like this is what I see like this is what I read about on like a regular basis and he's like I don't know if anything this just proves to me that reading is useless I'm like what do you mean he's like well because why would I need to read when I could just watch it on Netflix and I was oh. like, okay. <laughs> well not all of the best books get made into Netflix shows at your convenience dad yeah and not all of them get adapted well. Like this is yeah. a, this is a, such a rare thing where it's like just this is a good adaptation of a good book, like universe or whatever, like a franchise. Yeah. Um. I mean, we have countless examples, like book, you know, uh, like adaptation after adaptation of just proving like adaptations arguably shouldn't happen of books because it never lives up to like the material but then this just came in and like completely but this like, one did yeah but this one just came in and completely like knocked all the expectations out of the park from the casting to the writing to just everything yeah so well it's still number one in canada it's been number one in canada since the day after it came out and then i think it's still number one in the usa too I'll have a look at Australia. I think Australia, it's not getting as big here as it is in North America, funnily enough. Um, yeah. I think it was number one. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Lily sent me a TikTok that was like, Australia, what is your issue? I am ashamed. And basically, like, the Minions movie was number one. Oh, no, it's still number one. Yeah. Good for it. Love that. Fun. Um, but I'm really excited because... Let's just get straight into it. Let's talk about the casting, okay? Like, I think the casting for this show, like, deserves an award, honestly. It was so spot The casting was great. Like, from the first moment I saw the cast, I was just so, like, I was just obsessed. And, like, the moment, because I feel like... I feel like all the characters, I had a very, like, good idea in my head of, like, what they looked like, but I feel like what so many people had was, like, I feel like Kaz had a very distinct look, so when I found out that they were making this into an adaptation, I'm like, that's gonna be really hard to find a Kaz, and I I couldn't explain it, but I just feel like he has the most distinct look out of any of the characters, but then Freddie Carter came along and was, like, the perfect Kaz, like, even, like, the characters that I feel like were the hardest to cast. yeah had great actors it's playing the way them. that the casting was so good that when they released the cast photo for the first time, they didn't even say who was playing who, but you could just I tell. Know. You were like, I oh, know. so there's that one and that one. And, um, oh, I personally, my, all the casting was incredible, but my, I feel like the actors that really made me like the characters more than I did in the books was... Uh, the actress who played Jesper, Inej, and then Mal. Mal came out of nowhere yeah. in this show. Like, they really redeemed him. And honestly, I'm kind of 
glad for it because yeah at the show like honestly the quality you can enjoy the story a lot more when you like like Mal I think and I haven't read the books so I don't know yeah but I feel like it just makes it a lot more like understandable on like maybe why Mal and Alina are so close wait because how their relationship was in the show like I completely like understood why Alina did some of the things she did because I was like honestly girl I would do that too if it meant like getting back to Mal Mal's great (laughs) but I can yeah yeah so I really liked um those were like my three favorite castings um I think I I just I don't even have a favorite because I just feel like they all did such a good job of portraying the individual roles of these characters and even down to like the smallest roles like even David who had such a small role in the Mm. well I don't want to say he had such a small role in the trilogy because he wasn't in it a lot but like his contributions were like big but he, he, he did have a lot of screen time but even he just captured David's character so perfectly in like the one minute he had screen time I'm like how do you even do that like I just like got like everything I need to know about David and then like Genya as well like she did such a good job like every single one of them every single one of them did a fantastic job all the actors like no matter how quote unquote small of a role they played when you look at an interview it's like every single one of them like read the book so they know their characters like inside out you know yeah. And I love that. It was, oh, I well, love the, they all did such a great job, and they all seemed so passionate about this universe, and they seemed so passionate about, you know, working on this. And then um, I think that they all just did such a good job. Like, it was fantastic. Um, okay, I think we should say, like, what our favorite parts of the show were, and then, like, our least favorite parts of the show. Like, the things that we really loved, and then the parts maybe we wish were different. Um, the things that I really loved about the show, I didn't expect for their stories to clash. Like, I don't know why, but it, mm-hmm. it was just more my brain not being able to wrap my head around it. I was like, mm-hmm. and I, I very much assumed that, like, the Six of Crows storyline and then the um, uh, Shadow and Bones storyline were going to be very separate. And I was expecting it to be a thing of, like, the Crows were going to go attempt to kidnap Alina, but then they would, like, just miss her. But then I remember when Alina literally, like, kidnapped herself and, like, got in the trunk. I was, like, mind-blown. I was like, oh, wow. So they're, like, really going down this road because it was, like, so different from, like, what would happen in the books ever. But it was so awesome at the same time. And so I'm going to say, like, my favourite moment was, like, when Alina kidnapped herself and then um, (laughs) any Kaz and Inej moment. Any Jesper and Miley the Goat moment. Any scene Miley the Goat was in, honestly, was pretty iconic in my opinion. Like, they were, you always knew it was going to be a good time when Miley the Goat was there. And then yeah. the final fight scene on the ship. I, like, have rewatched that scene so many times just because it's such... Like, even the fight scenes were so true to the characters. Like, even what each character did and their actions in a fight, like, were very just, like, you can kind of analyse that. For example... Kaz, like, as the readers know, he doesn't like uh, touching people. And anyway, in that mm-hmm. fight scene, the it's like his first time that we see him touch anyone in the entire show is in that scene, and it's to like shove Jesper out of the way of like one of the Darklings' like shadows or whatever. And so even mm-hmm. just stuff like that, I'm just so obsessed with it. And so those are probably mine. And then also Nina and Matthias, they had really. Good scene. Like, their relationship was really cute. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, I. There was. Okay, the first thing that I ever felt dead over in the show was when Kaz. Kaz's entrance like when he came and put his cane like on the money at the table and then it just like the camera just like moved like upwards and like you like up his cane kind of and, like, and then you like see his face they they knew, and it's like Kaz just had this like murderous glare and he was like shouldn't you be guarding the door and Jesper was like yes boss and then it was just like it, that scene was oh my god I like flipped out um that it, that's what I just knew I was like oh my god these people are gonna be portraying these characters so well because they did a fantastic like just from that alone and then I really liked um I really liked that they made I liked the storyline of the creation of the fold because mm. and then the darklings like quote-unquote origin story because if you've read the books you know that the darkling 
we never really got to like know like why he did what he did like literally the only explanation was ever like he wanted power and there was no like thing to like make you sympathize with him which is why like I never I can never understand why people like him as a villain because there's just nothing that made me sympathize with him at all so I really liked that in the show they like gave him something so that you know we can kind of see how he ended up this way um and then even like you can tell like there was a couple things like scattered throughout that like obviously like I still hate or sorry General Kierigan is his name um obviously I still hate um the like him as a character because he's obviously a psychopath however I do think that there was a lot of like good moments where they like brought up that like he really does care about the Grisha because like we saw how we care about the Grisha in that flashback but then I liked how like we kind of kept that like true in like the modern day when he was like Nina's gone missing like we need to find her you know and yeah. um and it's really interesting so how like, I like that they kept that up yeah I I totally agree I like because hearing you talk about I was so scared, guys, when I was watching the show, because I totally kind of... I don't, like, uh, condone uh, General Kurgan's actions anyway, but I was watching this show after Lily literally countless times was like, I swear, Olivia, if you come... If you say, after watching the show, that you like the Darkling, like, I'm not going to be able to forgive you. And then I watched the show, and I, like, watched that whole sequence. I, like, sympathised with him, and I was like okay, but he's kind of a good villain. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, well, in the show, he was. In the show, he is a good villain. And, like, I agree. Like, I'm, like, the biggest Darkling hater from the books. But, like, General Kierigan in the show, he was a good villain. And I really like how they took out because, like, in the books that, like, that um, there was, like, some scenes between the Darkling and Alina that I, like, like, that, you know that, we know that scene where they, like, kissed, obviously, uh, like, you know, right before Bagger comes in and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, like, it was, like, it was just, like, those scenes, like, there was some, like, really sketch scenes between the Darkling and Alina that, like, weren't entirely, like, consensual, and I really didn't like reading that, personally. Oh, okay. Um, and, in the books. And that, yeah, in the books, and then so I was really glad that they took that out of the show, and they made, like, Alina, like, kiss him and stuff, and then it was, like, obviously fully consensual like in the show yeah because I was really not looking forward to having to like watch that and then so I feel like that also gave his character a little bit of something mm-hmm. better in yeah. the show um and then uh there was I re- the production was fantastic they did a great job producing it the costumes the set the little palace was beautiful like I loved that whole set <laughs> um I want them to film the selection movie in that little palace. <laughs> like, oh, I want no. it to be the same set. <laughs> like, it's gorgeous. I can't wait um, for the selection palace, because since it's Netflix, and we've seen that yeah. this is what them doing, like, royal, like, fantasy stuff. I know. Time. I can't wait that for them to do the selection, and it'll just be, like, palaces and pretty, like, dresses and everything. Oh. I know. So... I, like, the palace was beautiful, the set was beautiful, the acting was so good. You could tell the cast was so close as well. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. when you get, like, a season one, like, even though they're, like, great actors or whatever, you can tell the cast, like, doesn't have, like, a connection behind the scenes yet, which is, like, you know, it's, like, natural. But, like, you can tell this cast, like, had a connection behind the scenes as well. And so then it just made the show, like, ten times better. Yeah. Um... And so, I just loved it so much. Okay, was there anything you didn't like about the show? When I asked you when you finished it, you said it you rated it a 10 out of 5. So, I don't know if there's anything that you would dislike about the show, I'm but like, out of curiosity. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I, I didn't like that Wyland wasn't in it, but they're setting that up quite nicely. <laughs> so, I think that that's going to be a season 2 thing. I think, no, like, honestly, I finished the show and I look back at some things and I was just like, honestly, like this is a great like this is what you call like a great show like the oh yeah taking everything else aside of just like whether I was already a fan of these characters in this story or not I was just like this is a great freaking show like I was taken back to kind of me two years ago who like my main source of entertainment was on Netflix and Mm -hmm. I remember just, you get to a point on Netflix, so I feel like everyone relates to this kind of now, 
where if you get if you're on any streaming platform, you get to a point where you watch every show that kind of interests you, to the point yeah. where you're just like, there's nothing on Netflix anymore, even though there's like thousands of things that you haven't watched yet. In terms of finding something of your interest, it's very difficult. And I was just kind of taken back to me two years ago, and I'm like, me two years ago would have lost my like shit if I randomly clicked on this show because I was just yeah I was so like there was nothing on Netflix for me anymore like I'd watched everything that interested me and so I was taking back to that and it was just so good and yeah I'm excited now I think now the thing is we need a season two because Netflix is very terrifying these days with the shows that they just cancel with honestly no reason to um and then, if so, I just really, really hope that the quality, like, stays the same or increases instead of just, like, going downhill. Because I think those are the two main issues with Netflix shows, like, at the moment. It's, like, they'll be really great and then just not get a season two. Or they'll get a season two and then you wish that it didn't. Yeah, I really hope that doesn't happen. But I don't think it will. I, I think. a plan, which is good. They have a plan for five seasons, so that's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you did yeah, have some things only... that you didn't like about the show, which was different to me. Okay, I don't want to say that there were things that I didn't like, but there were just things that I wish that they had, like, included in the first season. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for me as a show watcher and somebody who's read, like, all the Grishaverse books, I didn't... You know, it was fine for me watching, but there was a couple things where I was like, okay, if you guys are really wanting to, like, appeal to, like, the non-reader audience, there's a couple things that maybe you should have done a little bit. Um, And one of those, I think, is the Crow's backstories a lot, which I know, like, I've told Olivia, like, a million times, but I think that it was just, we kind of got, like, a little bit of Inej's, a little bit, but it's barely even scratched the surface, quite honestly, and then... Even just, like, like, there's a couple people I know who, like, haven't read the books but have watched the show. And every time I ask them, I'm like, so what do you think of, like, The Crow? Like, what do you think of, like, Cassie, Nez, and Jesper? And they're like, you know, I like Jesper. He's funny. But, like, I mean, I don't really care about them. Like, I don't really care about what they're doing. That's kind of, like, the general thing that I've heard about people who, like, haven't read the books. And I think if they're planning, obviously, on doing a really big storyline with the crows, which I think is kind of what they're leading up to, I think that maybe they we should have learned even just a few snippets of those characters' pasts because they all have such complex backstories and that really connects the watcher yeah. slash reader to the characters. Even if they didn't go in full detail, because I'm sure that's what they're planning on doing in season two. But even if there was just, like, little hints towards something or if even Kaz saying, like, you know, like, I had a brother or something something like that, you know, along those lines. Um, and then you would just kind of be in, like, mysterious suspense. You'd be like, what happened there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that was kind of my main thing because I think that that would have helped just the show in general, like, more people connecting to the characters and stuff. Um, and I quite honestly can't even really remember... What else I said that I had an I issue what with was. with the show? <laughs> I remember what, what it, it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> what was it? I'm like, yeah. Uh, you said that the romances moved too quickly. Yes, I did. So I feel like I, the romances did move really quickly, and I did have an issue with like the passage of time a little bit. I think what the show was missing was maybe a few like montages, because you know when time usually passes, there's like some kind of montage that goes on, and then like so I think it would have been kind of nice to like have that with like some training scenes because basically like, the whole first book, like if you've read the first shadow of a book it's like it's alina training like it's her training with beggar and her doing like the physical the physical training like which i know we saw some of like her training with beggar and stuff like i didn't really feel like seeing any more of that but i would have really liked to see some like the combat training she did because that was like really cool in the books and so i think that like a little montage would have been nice and then we could see like her improving and then with that we'd be like oh time has passed because then all of a sudden like it was just like the next scene and she's like oh yeah it's I mean I've been here for months and I'm like wait what you've been when did that happen? you know <laughs> like I was just kind of like okay and then all of a sudden I feel like she like because we didn't see a single thing for like a few month gap when she kissed like the general I was like okay like what the hell 
And then the same thing with Nina and Matthias. Like, I know, obviously, in the books, their relationship moved really quickly, but I feel like they literally went from being, like, I hate you, and then all of a sudden they were, like, kissing, or, like, she almost, they almost kissed, and then, and so, so I was just kind of like, oh, okay, how did we get here? I think <laughs> they did the best with what they had, though, because if they did do it any other way, it would have been too, I think it would have been more confusing if you were trying, yeah. because then they have to make all the other ones line up, right, and that just wouldn't work, because if it was, like, Alina's, like, two months later, and then the crows are still, like, on the train or something like that. Then yeah. Very confusing. And the Nina and Matthias, they're just on like a completely like different time zone. I feel like in where they were, but I think yeah. they did a good. So I think they did a good job working with what they had and like the important thing there. For was, sure. Yeah, and I think the important thing there was eventually they all came together at the end on the ship, and, which is also one of my favorite yeah. moments. I forgot to mention that, and that kind of just like aligned. But I do get what you. Yeah. Mean. No, it it wasn't like I was like, oh my god, I like don't like it because of this. Like, I'm still obsessed with the show and recommending it to every single person that I know. But that would have been, like, my only thing, whereas, like, sometimes I feel like the passage of time was, like, really weird. Yeah. But, like, what you said makes sense of, like, the reason for that. Yeah, totally. Uh, I can't... I also... I don't know. It, it's weird. I also get what you're saying with that, your first reason, but I'm very, very interested. I feel like... If they do it right, it's going to pay off that we didn't learn much about the crows this season because uh, yeah. I think it really solidified that the crows aren't the good guys. And I think if we were kind of, like, sympathise with them straight away, like, and they made us want to, like, feel really bad for them, I think it would have gotten too confusing because you can't tell if you want a leader to get kidnapped or not. And so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited for their season two, though, and to watch, like, the show people, like, learn because it seems like they're going to do, like, this really epic reveal for all of their backstories, and they're just all so well, yeah. so it's going to be so interesting. <laughs> and then I think it'll be a cool thing to, like, go back and watch and be like, oh, my God, it's Inez. Like, I feel like the show people will be, like, what we were this season every time we saw this yeah. on screen. It's going to be so interesting. Well, I think... I think that I, – I don't even think that like, – like, I agree with you. Like, I, I think season two is going to be really cool, and they do that, and I'm super pumped. But I think it just would have been really cool if it was, like, hinted that there was something more there so that you could, like, get involved in, like, the mystery of it a little bit, you know? Sure. Because for me, the whole time I was reading the books – because obviously when you're reading the books, their backstory didn't get revealed within, like, the first, like, ten seconds or anything. Mm-hmm. But – I just remember reading the books, and there was just, like, little hints of there being something That's more true. to the story. I agree with you And then about, the whole like, time I was reading... Mm. Pardon? Oh. The whole time I was reading, I was just like, oh, when are we, like, there's something there. And I'm so... I'm, I'm getting invested in the characters now because I know there's more there, yeah. you know? Even if I didn't know what it was. I agree with your thing about how, like, it would have been cool if Jesper just... Oh, not Jesper. Kaz said, like, once in the show, I had a brother. Because then I think it would have yeah. made the show fans understand another thing, too, about, like, one of my favorite moments was when... Like I said earlier, like, Kaz shoves Jesper out of the way and, like, saves his life. And yeah. then I saw a TikTok about it and all the people in the comments were being like, oh, he was pro- he was doing that because he didn't want to lose another brother and stuff like that. And I feel like that would have, yeah. like, hit different and stuff like that. So I agree with, like, that. Um, but, yeah, either way, it was just still, like, yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I, <laughs> I feel like I don't. I refuse to get, like, picky with this show because if I find a way to get picky with this show and find things, like, yeah. nitpick things with this show, I'm never going to find a show that is quote-unquote, Oh, like, no, no, five, it was, like, really. no, it was, like, the best adaptation that, like, I've, like, ever seen of, like, a book series. Like, I was just saying that, like, I'm, like, if there was something I didn't like, that's what it would be. But I still love this show. Like, it was so good. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so. Okay. I want to hear how far are we into this. Is it too early to ask what our predictions for season two are going to be? Have I think we, we can talk about that. What do you mean if we can talk we can, about that? I, th- I said I think we can talk about that. Oh, okay. I thought you said if. I was like, this is not a spoiler-free episode, Lily. I was like, yeah. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I said, I think we can talk about it. Okay, cool. Well, I think starting off with the things that we do know, the showrunner did confirm that Wylan and Nikolai are getting introduced if they get a season two, which I'm so excited for. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. Um, 
And so I don't think, I, I don't know, I keep seeing things of being like season two is going to be the crow season and they're going to do the ice palace. I don't think they're going to do the ice palace in season two. Like I think it'd be much Here's the thing: if we just like, because Nina and Matthias are off doing their own thing right now. Like No, Matthias is in prison. I know. Like I said, they're off doing their own thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I think it's going to solidify the characters as a whole a lot more if Nina kind of tries to figure out how to get Matthias out herself for a while because then that really, that'll make, like, the characters a lot more individual, which will be awesome because Nina's such a badass bitch and I will be very upset if Nina just becomes, like, oh, my God, Nina, Matthias' girlfriend? No, it's, like, Nina Zenig. Yeah. Badass bitch. And then I think... If we introduce, like, Wyland, that gives time for, like, the crows to slowly introduce, like, Wyland into the dynamic. And I don't know. I just think it'd be cool if those four just tried to do something. And then eventually they realise we need, like, we need more people on the team. Okay. See, I kind of disagree with you, and I think that that's kind of fun. (laughs) See, I think that they are going to do the Ice Court storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, in season two, and the reason I think that is because where we left off with the crows at the end of season one, it's kind of exactly where the crows start in the beginning of Six of Crows, mm. right? With, like, Matthias in prison, and then, you know, Wyland's not in it yet, and that's basically exactly where we start, right? And then one of the first things we do is rescue Matthias from prison. Yeah, you see, I agree, but the Jota you really think they're going to introduce I think that, that that's right going to, I think that they are, because guess why? What? Because why? that's something that could, <laughs> guess why? <laughs> anyway, so I think, um, I think that it's going to be very interesting because that can really cross over with the two storylines. And because right now, the Darkling, he needs an army. And he does have an army, for sure. But, you know, if the books are to be believed, and they've been sticking very accurate to the books thus far, you know, Alina, she is... People view her as a saint, right? Mm. And so a lot of people are willing to listen to her talk, right? And so the Darkling needs something to go up against that with. And um, I think that it could be very interesting if they use, if he ended up using the drug and giving them to the Grisha to make his army more powerful mm. so that he could fight Alina. Because it just makes the Grisha basically unstoppable, right? Yeah. And I think that that would be something that he could do. I totally think it'd be cool, but I, I'm just like... I just feel like the logistics of that. How is Alina supposed to compete with that? Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the thing. Like in the books, he basically he finds a different way in the books to create a kind of unstoppable army, mm. a little bit. And I think that if they're in the process of merging storylines, I think that that's how they would have him create his unstoppable army instead of doing what they did in the books. Mm. I think that's cool. Yeah, and then. I think because they did the Shadow and Bone book pretty accurate and they did the kind of like a prequel for the Crows, quote unquote. That's kind of what this was. Mm. But I think that because they've been sticking so accurate to the books, I don't think they're going to change the plot of Six of Crows. I think that they're going to do the Ice Court. That's that's what I believe. Yeah, I think they will, but they're getting, here's my theory with them. My philosophy is they have a five season plan, right? You have... Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, if you do the Six of Crows book in, like, season two, it doesn't give you a lot of time to, like, do, you know, what does that mean? Does that mean you stretch, like, Crooked Kingdom out for, like, three seasons? Because that's going to be boring as fuck, like. I don't know if they'll do all of it, but I think they'll definitely start it. Yeah. Depending on how long Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think they're going to start it. Like, I think... Like, by the end of season two, they'll start, like, recruiting and start, like, becoming a gang. No, I think think they'll start, like, mid-season two. And then by the time, like, season two ends, you know where they're going. Yeah. And stuff. And you, like, know that they're... Like, I think that you're going to... I think they'll have Matthias broken out of prison. They'll, like, do that. And they'll, like, recruit Wylan. And then they'll, like, 
hear about the drug and they'll like know that they have to go and they'll like start making the plans and then I think where the seasonal end is like at like a big moment in their heist you know like one of like the cliffhangers in their heist yeah oh my god I think yeah I don't know this is really interesting uh, I think it would be much cooler if it was like the heist of season two was getting Matthias out Mm, see, I would be. I think that that would be boring. Mm. I think that that's like a two episode storyline max. I don't want to watch that for longer than that. <laughs> Fair enough, but they only go for eight episodes a season, so it's like, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Oh, I mean, solid predictions, I think, but I mean, it's kind of hard to tell. They're both. I just want them to get plots. We're just. <laughs> Yeah, we're just, like, an argument of when certain things are going to happen, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, I guess, what are your predictions on the Shadow and Bone side of things? Because I can't really predict anything on oh. that end. Well, I mean, they've been sticking pretty accurate to the book, so I think what's going to happen is Alina is going to try to find the second amplifier, obviously. Um, because that's what happens in the second book. Um, Nikolai is going to come in, and it's going to be so um, I'm so excited for that. Um, I think the other thing that we are failing to remember, Olivia, mm. about just going back a little bit, because I was thinking about this when you just asked me, like, what are your predictions for the shadow and bone side of it? I was like, we're just going to find the second amplifier. But then I was like, wait. But then, like, she's going to find the third amplifier in season three, and, like, and then what, you know? Oh, King of but, Stars. King of Scars and yeah. Rule of Wolves is two of books. Yeah. And so then that would mean that they would probably do Ice Court in season two. Okay. Yeah, if they I were going to, right? Yeah. Okay. I just remember that. I just realized. So yeah, I think that they're going to do basically all of Sage and Storm this season. And then we're going to meet Nikolai. And I think that apparently, according to an article I read, there's going to be lots of kisses for Alina and Mal in season two, according to the producer. So. I, <laughs> speaking as a non-reader's point of view, don't comment on this. I think okay, it's going to be really, I think how Nikolai, because I have no idea how Nikolai gets introduced to the story, but I've been thinking about it. I think how Nikolai yeah. is going to get introduced to the plot is his dad's going to die because he's gone sick. And then he's like, hey, oh, like, I am the, I'm the future king. Like, ye- yeehaw. This is my boat, my flying boat. And then I think he's going to go to Ravnica, <laughs> and he's going to bump into Zoya, and then I'll be like, what the fuck? And then I feel like it'd be really cool if those two kind of, like, had a little storyline of their own, and then they kind of start getting close, but then Nikolai meets Alina, and it's like, oh my god, Alina, after, like, Zoya and Nikolai have clearly, like, had a, after, like, Zoya's clearly started, like, developing feelings for Nikolai, Nikolai's just like, oh my god, Alina, like, you are so pretty, and... I don't know, because I feel like that could just be really comedic, and then, or, because it's, it's Nikolai, like, from what I've seen of Nikolai, like, he would just make that really funny, he'd be like, oh my goodness, it'd just be so clueless, and then, I feel like it could, would also make me, like, sympathise with Sawyer a lot more, because right now, like, speaking from somebody who hasn't read the books, like, I like Sawyer, I see where she's coming from by the end, I think, like, she has potential, but I don't. I don't know. She's definitely annoying and catty, and I don't like that. As I feel like if that happened, I could totally be like, oh, my God, I actually feel so bad for Zoya right now. <laughs> like, I would hate Alina yeah. to go after this, low-key. Well, I'm not going to say anything. Mm-mm. That's just my theory for me to, like, look back on, hopefully, if we get a season two. I'll be like, oh, my gosh. We also have to remember Nikolai has an older brother. Oh, I thought it was a younger brother. Oh, never mind. So he's not becoming king. Never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I think I'm excited for him to come in. Um, we're going to let all... Like, we're going to... an actor or something. I know. That's so fun. We're going to let... We're going to get all the show watchers and the non-readers. We're going to get them simping for, like, Mal and Kaz and the Darkling. And we'll be like, yeah, you guys can have them. You don't know about Nick like coming in in season two. <laughs> he will be mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's just going to take that show to, like, the next level. Like, if it was already good, like, 
It's like gonna be like a million times better. Oh yeah, Nikolai's gonna make it like iconic, hopefully. Because if he took like the books and made them like okay to great, like because a lot of people, he's like the highlight of that series for a lot of people. And I'm like, this show's already great. I'm like, if Nikolai's and the casting director comes through like they did with season one, like this show's gonna go from great to like iconic. Like Nikolai's gonna come in and just oh, gonna be so good. I know. So. Yeah, very, very, very excited about him coming in. Mm. And, oh, my God, see, this is going to be so iconic, though, because we're going to have Nikolai come in, and then we're going to have Wyland and Jesper. Like, how does it get more iconic than that? Like, honestly. I know. Season season two is going to be where it's at, honestly, (laughs) with this book. Like, um, I really hope that Mal does not get his eye and become a blade tattoo. Uh, like, that would be I, really I still disappointing. Think he can get a tattoo, but like, I've seen things that they're like, they're really gonna like make his tattoo something really cool that like everyone wants to get. Like, I can just feel it. Uh, <laughs> like, they'll make like, a really cool quote. Well, they're gonna get him to. It's it's still gonna say I'm become a blade, but somehow they're gonna pull it off, and Archie's gonna pull it off where it actually seems cool for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> and then all the show is like, I'm become a blade. Oh my. God, like, yeah, that is so good. Like, I got a tattoo that says I am become a blade, and all the bookers just be like, okay. It's actually Would really your dad funny get because... a tattoo that says I am become a blade? <laughs> I was just, it's actually really funny. I was telling my dad a little bit because one of his favorite characters from the whole show is Mal. Because, mm. you know, to be fair, he doesn't know book Mal. And I was just explaining, I was like, yeah, he's like one of the most like hated characters in the book. And I was kind of explaining like why a little bit. And he was just kind of like, oh, well, that's disappointing. I was like, yeah, and he got a tattoo that said, I am become a blade. And he like, he was doing dishes at the sink and he just like turned around and he was like, I'm sorry, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> the way that I still don't even understand what that quote means. Like, that's not English. Like, it might just be, like, me thinking I'm bloody dyslexia, but it just it doesn't process correctly in my brain. Like, I don't understand what that means. No. I mean, I get why he would say that, like, he... But why couldn't he say, like, I... Like, I am the blade. He could have just said, I I am a blade. Like, honestly. (laughs) Like, where's the English? Like, I understand why he, you know, felt like a blade in that moment. But, like, (laughs) why did he have to get it tattooed on him? It could have just been, like, I am sharp as steel. Like, he could have done something, like, more poetic you know but he's like no I don't know if it was Lee Bundy go trying to like lean into and showcase that he's like an orphan that didn't get an education but like <laughs> I am the cover boy this is not it like there's no grammar there whatsoever oh it just kills me every time so I really hope that they you know don't do that yeah. in I in have the, a feeling the show. that Netflix wouldn't allow it. Like, I don't know why, but I get the vibe that Lee Bardugo were going, okay, so is this the season that we introduced the tattoo? I become a blade? And they're just like, yeah, Lee, no. about that. Um, <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> and she's just like, what? No, this is an iconic part of the series. And little does she know. Everyone's just like, oh, thank God they got rid of the I become a blade. I really want to know what she thinks of that. Yeah. I always am interested in, like, authors' opinions on their books as if they were a fan. I don't know why. I'm just like, okay. I know. But who is your... Who, I don't care who your favourite character you write is. Who's your least favourite character that you've ever written, you know? Yeah. And it can't be a villain. I mean, like, one of the heroes that every, that all of us love. Like, come on. I know. We're, like, I, I feel like if someone interviewed Lee Bardo, you'd find she's like, yeah, so just, like, not a huge fan of Nikolai or something. I know. She's like, I'm just, I'm really surprised. And they, she tried, like, play it down, obviously, because she doesn't lose her fandom. She'd be like, I was just, like, really surprised with the response of Nikolai. Like, I didn't think people would react to him the way he did. And so it's just very surprising always, to me. Like, I don't see the appeal. Uh, <laughs> and everyone's just like, oh, my I God. I always wonder, I always wonder, like, what actors, like, not actors, authors think when 
that like they write a character for like almost like shits and giggles a little bit and then the fandom like loses it like that always just like kills me and so screams that character that was only meant to be in two chapters but then the teenage girls like (laughs) lost their shit and she's like oh i gotta make him a part of like the plot now oh god (laughs) oh let's give him a boat like (laughs) he's like upgrades (laughs) like he just screams yeah kind of character I know. So, really excited to see him in season two. What were some of your thoughts on, like, like, did you have, like, a favorite episode of the show? I did. Did you? I did. I remember watching it, and I was like, I went back to, like, what episode in particular, but I can't remember, like, what number it was. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the show up and, like, have a look at the episodes. I think mine was episode six. I liked on the episode, I don't know the number, but I'll just say, I feel like the most, like, iconic moments happened in the episode that the whole kind of, like, them attempting to kidnap Alina happened. Yeah, episode five and six were, like, my personal favorites, I think, Mm -hmm. because episode five was when, you know, Kerrigan's betrayal obviously and then she escapes into the carriage and kidnaps herself that was so funny (laughs) and it was the way that the actor who played just for like executed his reaction to like he was literally all watching just ask just ask yeah just ask (laughs) and i love how when kaz like, he didn't just be like, okay, where where is she? He was like, do we have a fix on the target? I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was just so good. And then episode six kind of just, like, carried into that storyline because the story of her, like, kidnapping herself happened in, like, the end of episode five. So then episode six just, like, carried into that storyline. And that's also where we got, like, the majority of, like, our Nina and Matthias content. Mm. And then, so that was just, of course, a bop. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I would have said the law, like, the finale episode seven, but, like, the thing about that is I only really like the end of that episode because they they built up to it a lot. Like, the final battle, like, for the last yeah. like, half an hour. And then it was, like, the last 15 minutes was just, like, immaculate. But five and six, I agree with you. Like, it was very, like, consistently good. Like, there was every single scene was, like, entertaining to watch. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. That, it was just, everything was so good. Like, <laughs> I loved every episode. Uh, I, it's going to be really interesting watching this show grow now, like, I remember you said something to me the other day. You're like, it's not Dark Lena anymore. It's Kira Lena now. Like, the ship name. I know. I, like, I know. Because um, I'm on the side of TikTok right now. People who like, like, Shadow and Bone fandom. But, like, only from the show. Like, not from the books. And so, seeing everyone be like, like, their opinions are just like, oh, and oh then people my like, god. Oh my god. Just reading Nej would make such a cute that was just so and Kaz and Alina that's the one that gets me cause I'm like at least Jasper and Inez were like in the same book yeah. you know yeah. but I'm like Kaz and Alina like it just stresses me what out more than you could even ever know them introduce Wyland and people are like oh my god Wyland and Nina are such a cute couple <laughs> Nikolai's gonna come in and be like oh my god Nikolai and Matthias I see it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm gonna like I have tears in my eyes you need to stop I'm gonna start crying right here right now oh dear. Oh. tears of disgust it's just too sad oh. it's just it's just it's and it's really awkward for it's very awkward because I'm seeing the fandom like who don't know what happens in the book so I got like really heavily on this side of TikTok I'm like really invested in some of these people like not knowing anything <laughs> And <laughs> and so <laughs> so many people are like doing like Nina and Matthias. They're like, if these people don't get the most perfect ending ever, I don't want oh, it. And I'm just like, 
Oh, okay. It is completely possible that they don't kill Matthias. Like it's been it it's been done before, but I'm like his entire character arc only hit the way that it did was because how it ended. I'm like it'd be incredibly not yeah. good if they didn't do it. <laughs> well, I want to get to that in like a quick second, mm. um, but I just and then there's people who are saying like, oh my god, like I swear if like. Kaz and Inej and have like a kiss scene I swear I'm gonna lose it and I'm like oh no that's just really awkward guys please stop talking you know nothing you know and but yeah so it's really interesting to like watch the viewers of only the show and like the opinions that they have yeah and I'm just very fascinated because like for example went into my oh, bookstore oh. oh yes oh sorry oh um I was just you continue, I'll go after. I just... Okay, okay, continue. I'll be quick. I was just going to say, it's gonna. It's really interesting because even, yes, I went into the bookstore and, like, the, mm-hmm. the like, Netflix show covers for the Shadow and Bone books, like, were on, like, display, like, at the front, and they were, like, people were buying them, and I was like, this is so weird. Like, people were, like, this, this like, is going to become almost like a Harry well, the Potter. Well, Grisha- I'm just like, this the is Grisha weird. trilogy... The trilogy is, like, the number one on the New York's bestseller list right now, it's which is crazy, because those came out in, like, 2012, what and so, heck? like, for them, for books that came out in 2012 to be on the New York Times bestseller list right now is pretty crazy. But what I was going to say is I've been seeing people flipping out over Jesper and Stable Boy. They're like, oh, my God, I can't wait for Stable Boy to come back and see, like, their relationship. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, yes. Tell them that like Damn, no Jesper one knows. Just for stable boy forever. If they don't get their happy ending, <laughs> come on, I don't want it. I just know I'm gonna be on Instagram and see that a 13 year old has edited like just for unstable boy <laughs> being, like, being being like one of those Instagram edit audios where it's just like <laughs> so love me like you do. <laughs> <laughs> Love the song. song. And then same with Kaz and Alina. Like, they'd just be like, I've never had someone look over you. Like, I've never had any sex. No. Oh, I've got it. This is how the edit goes. Me channeling 13 year old. They'd be like, No saint has ever looked after me before. Kaz is lying. And then they cut to like, they do like one of those different sound effects. And then it'll be Alina. And then them shaking hands. And then them looking like flirtatiously at one another. And it'll be like, Oh my god, but this saint looks at the Kaz. They'll like take, they'll like take scenes of Kaz looking at Inez and then like put them like beside scenes of Alina to make it look like. <laughs> I swear, oh. Okay, but like what I wanted to say something that's very interesting is I really wonder if they are going to kill the same characters in the show as they did in the books because in a lot of adaptations they won't kill the same characters because one that could be spoilers for the books, like if depending on which one you started first, and then if you had read the books already, it could be like you already know, like, it's not Very shocking. And they when, they when they're going to kill a character, they want that shock factor, yeah. right? And so, I like, even with the, what I think is really interesting, because I've read all the Mortal Instruments books, and you've seen the whole show, when I remember finishing the books and seeing who, like, dies in the Mortal Instruments books, mm. and then just trying to, like, gauge from your reaction, like, if you knew or not, like, because I didn't <laughs> know if it happened in the show, and then, like, you didn't have, like, any response, like, things I was saying. Mm. And, like, I remember asking, like, so who dies, like, in this show? And you were saying it, you weren't, like, saying any of these names, so I'm like, oh, they didn't, like, kill these characters. And then there's been some characters in the show that have died that, like, are still very much alive in the books. Yeah, <laughs> so I, just, I like, knew that's, that That's, like, very interesting. Like, I yeah. They, I kind of, I want them to kill off. And so I'm really curious if they're going to do that with this world as well. I think there's one death in particular that they definitely kind of almost have to do because it's this person's entire storyline and then it messes up the entire next two seasons if we're assuming it's going to go because if this person doesn't die, then King of Scars' entire plot like just gets mucked around like way too much, right? And then... Um, and then... 
in terms of other characters that I know die in like Shadow of Bone, I think what they should do, they should kill carry they should still kill characters but make them different ones but still like of the same effect so for example like Uh. i don't know who if these people die or not but if like if like david dies in the books like they should kill like jenya in the show and you know Uh. like it's still kind of like surprising and obviously like it's different and whatever like maybe it wouldn't work with the seems like a very killable character in the show what was that i said genya seems like a very killable character yeah like in the show interesting if like genya died but then like i don't know david lived because then like they've clearly got a thing going on so then that'd be interesting because david's really hella smart too so if he's questioning his loyalty to the darkling uh, that's not good for the Darkling because he's like, oh shit, like how are we gonna like? There's my brains, like I can't have him questioning my loyalty and whatnot. So like, and it would be very surprising too because I don't think she dies in the books, but I'm not sure. Anyway, but yeah, I think they should do something like that. Like if there's a character dies in the books, like kill a different one, but have it have the same effect. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think that. It's going to... Uh, <laughs> I was just looking something up to talk about. Mm. Uh, to just confirm if I was right or not. I just got something spoiled for Rule of Wolves. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and not the, not the second one, too. Like, not Rule of Wolves. <laughs> I know. I'm just like... Oh, no. And this always happens on this podcast. I look at things to talk about, and then I get, like, entire franchises spoiled. It's always like, on this podcast, like, you're like, you always look up things <laughs> in our spare time and never get anything. Well, because I was just, there was something that I wanted to say, but, like, it's been a hot minute since I've read Shadow and Bone, everyone, and so there's some things that I, like, forget, and I wanted to, like, make sure that I was correct before I come on here and start rambling about it with full confidence. So I looked up a character's wiki page and got a huge spoiler. Not the, not a fact check turning into a spoil. <laughs> I'm going to start crying right now. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I need a no. moment. <laughs> was it a death? Oh, now I don't even want to read Will of Rillows. Yes, it was a death, in fact. <laughs> oh, damn. I know. I always get death spoiled for me, though. This one, I'm not even surprised. You're literally crying right now. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not talking about this. I didn't even find out what I needed to know because I just saw dead. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know what to think about this. Man, hey, maybe Olivia's they come back like, to life. No, I don't think so. Olivia's just like, oh, he's really nice. I'm moving on. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, um... This is a Wendy's. I'm just like, <laughs> anyways. Oh. But like, it was just such a good adaptation overall, and I am completely obsessed with it. I'm forcing <laughs> everyone. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm anyways, trying to move past my teeth. I totally went Guys, it was a really good adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it was so good. I'm so proud of Netflix for pulling this off. And then... I was this close to canceling my subscription after they canceled one too many shows. And then kept doing Riverdale. But now they've done this. And I'm a little... (laughs) And now they have the selection coming. And they have... Yeah. But I I will say, if they cancel Julie and the Phantom Season 2, that might be my my 13th reason. My last straw. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what if that was my last draw? What if that was my last draw? Yeah. Like, honestly. Oh, I'll just, like, watch the selection movies off of someone else's Netflix account. <laughs> what about uh, Shadow and Bone Season 2, oh, Olivia? I'll do the same with that. I'll just piggyback off of someone mm-hmm. else's Netflix account, but they will not be taking my money. I'll just be like... <laughs> I love how people cancel their Netflix subscriptions as if, as if that really is doing something. You're like, you really think, like... <laughs> Netflix isn't going to be able to survive because they're not getting your four dollars a month anymore. Like honestly, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, 
yeah, I love the adaptation. Now, what I just think is super funny is this was just such a well-done adaptation, and it looked... It's actually something I'd recommend and have recommended to, like, my parents and the adults in my life. Yeah, um, this is so weird. But then... And that really says something, because I always feel like everyone's going to judge me, and so for the things I watch slash read, so I never recommend things to adults. This is a really anyway, dad show, I've realized. Yeah. Like, I would never... But this then, is, like, one of the only things that I would, like, recommend. <laughs> I yeah. I say to my dad, but I don't have a dad. Am I leaving that in the podcast? (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Okay, so now that we all know Olivia a little more personally. (laughs) I'm sorry. Keep Um, that in. In fact, who knows? That could be a funny podcast, TikTok. Hashtag relatable things. super high quality like great adaptation and then like whenever it does happen that like freaking Akatar comes out and gets me into a show I think it's just gonna be really embarrassing for them. <laughs> because I don't think <laughs> I just know you know that audio teacher where it's got the awkward growling noises where it's like Arr. like that's just gonna be the Akatar trailer dude it'll just be like a bunch of growling and purring noises I just know the first shot of that trailer. I just know the first shot of that trailer is going to be Farrah holding a bow and arrow. I'm sorry. I'm going to be like, no, dude. The first shot of that trailer is going to be like, no, I fend for myself. And then it's just going to be like, ding. And then she's like hunting a wolf. And then it'll cut to like Nesta being a bitch. Like, I just know how it's going to happen. And then it'll just be, like, a bunch of growling noises and then this, like, shadow <laughs> coming over the top of the three sisters. And then it'll be like, you're coming with me. Oh, it's going to be so awkward. <laughs> and this is, like, this adaptation was, I can't wait for our podcast where we talk about the actual <laughs> adaptation. <laughs> because here we were, like, yeah, so, like, the production and the costume set and, like, the acting. And, like, it was all just so beautiful and how they merged the storyline. And then uh, we're going to be like, okay, so did you think that maybe, like, there was one too many growls in the first episode of the Akatai? <laughs> we'll just be like, well, that happened. And you know the, but you know the bad part? I think, like, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch the Akatai show because it's on Hulu. And Hulu is, like, an Ameri- North American website. You can't get it in Australia. So I'm just going to have to watch, like, out-of-order clips. So that's going to be so awkward. And I'll just be like... Oh I'll show God. it to you. Oh, thanks. Be watching it on the FaceTime cam. You're like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure there'll be websites you can pirate that. But anyway, I mean, Shadow and Bone was great. It's just set the bar so high for all the other adaptations coming out for books that we know of. Um, there are a lot. And there are a lot. And it was just a 10 out of 10. It was so good. Sorry, 10 out of 5, if I'm quoting Olivia. Thank you. Yeah, I um, And, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about it. It was so good. Hmm. Very nice. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? <laughs> I don't think there's any recovery in this podcast episode. We just have to leave it where it is and let it die. We just have to end it now. We just have to um, end it, like. Honestly. So thanks guys for listening. We're gonna go and each equally cry about two different things. Um but we will see you the guys uh, next we'll go we will see you guys next week. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. I mean people are probably unsubscribing right now actively if they listen to it like no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know 
If you're not unsubscribing and you haven't subscribed yet. From talking about Shadow of Bone to Daddy Issues, a podcast. <laughs> I'm really glad I'm in charge of uploading this week's podcast, Olivia, because I don't trust you not to make that the time. <laughs> what if we just, like, change the name? I'll just be like, you'll be, like, talking about the Shadow of Bone show, and I'll just, like, backspace and be like, Daddy Issues, a podcast. <laughs> Slash Daddy Issues. <laughs> Daddy Issues. Slash character deaths getting spoiled for Character deaths and daddy issues. Shadow and bone is quaking. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, anyway. Anyway. I think it's time to say goodbye to the listeners. See you next week. Or hear you next week. Talk to you next week. That's what you say. Yeah. Um, right. I'm ending the recording now. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>